0: today's um, today's DAF is DAF LAMIT test we're going to go from the Mishnah at the bottom of LAMIT Ches base 38B okay so we're carrying on with our discussion of cooking but what this Mishnah is going to discuss very interestingly is let's call what's the definition of cooking regarding the malacha what if you cook in an unusual way of cooking like the first example yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so the G- Mishnah says, First halach is, You're not allowed to put an egg next to a hot urn so that it roasts. An egg is very easy to cook, so you just put it next to a very hot urn and it will roast. You're not allowed to fry it on a scarf heated in the sun. And permits it. I, always, I remember as a child someone telling me that they used to the army, you are able, the tanks and the, and the jeeps, they get so hot in the desert sun that you can roast the egg on the bonnet. I mean, it's not such a big deal now that I'm older and see, realize, but, um, but that's what it's saying. If you have, they would heat a cloth in the sun and roast the egg on it. So the Tanakama says, you're not allowed to, but Rabbi Yosi says, you are allowed to. You're not allowed to bury the egg in sand or the dust of a road, so it roasts. Again, this this ro- the sand has been heated by the sun. So to roast the egg, you just put it in the sand, and it will roast slowly. Again, you al- you're not allowed to do that. Interesting. enough, the komoro is going to point out why here doesn't Rabbi say you are allowed to. It seems that the main problem is the holds You're not allowed to do something that is heat ro- uh, cook through something heated by the sun. And Rabbi says you are allowed to. And in this case of putting the egg in the sand. It says you're not allowed to. So the Gemara will will get to that in the Gemara. Then it says a new a new scenario. I mean, obviously it's going on the same topic, but a new point. There was a case where the men of Teveria brought a pipe of cold water through a canal of hot water. I they they. Worked out a way to heat up water. They the um, Tavaria is known for its hot springs. And they would pass water. They'd have a pipe running through a body of hot water. So that the water in the pipe heats up. And then it fills up their bath. So they would set that up on Erev Shabbos. So they weren't, keep in mind, they weren't doing anything on Shabbos. But they would set it up before Shabbos. And the sages said to them, In Shabbos, if you do this situation for Shabbos... The water that you fill up your bath with is as if you've heated up that water on Shabbos, which obviously you're not allowed to heat up water on Shabbos. And it would be forbidden to wash in it, bath in it, or to drink it, use it as hot water. Again, we know you're not allowed to boil water on Shabbos, and they're saying it has that same Tov, If you do this on Yom Tov, I'm at the end of the Mishnah at the bottom of Lamad Chesamud Beis. In the if it's on Yom Tav, they do this pipe system that heats up the water in the pipe on Yomtev. Tov. It's like hot water that was heated up on Yom Tov. It's forbidden to wash with it because you're not allowed to bath in hot water on Yom Tov. And you are allowed to drink it because you're allowed to heat up. As we'll see a bit more in the Gemara, you're allowed to heat up water to cook with, to drink, to eat, to cook with, to drink, to eat, etc. on Yom Tiv, but you're not allowed to bath. We'll discuss that a bit later in the Gemara. The first question the Gemara wants to go into, cooking in unusual ways, is that Esot or Esot Like we started off our Mishnah discussing things cooked in the sun. Um... Yeah, so he boiled who Gilgal Mai. They asked him, "What's halacha to what's the halacha regarding someone who did roast the egg like this? Is it issud oraisa because they cooked in an unusual way, or is it issud rabbanan because um because it's is it issud because that's how you can cook an egg, or is it a rabbanan because it's?" Not the way you would, um, because it's not a classical sense of cooking. Yeah, I think maybe let's phrase it like that. The question is, we know there's, classical, um, there's a classical sense of what is cooking or not. Unusual ways, we mean ways that you wouldn't necessarily, generally define as cooking or, I guess, roasting or baking. But here it is a way to cook eggs. So are you chayat or rice or not? And Omar Rabi Yosef, Gilgil, chayav chattas. Yosef says, if you roast the egg in that way, you chayav chattas. Since it is, since eggs can are very easy to roast. If you roast it in this way, you'd be chayav Yes. Ah, so very good. So what do I mean by an unusual way? I mean Rashi, as we'll see in the next sugya, says um, the aim is not the normal way of cooking. So what do I mean by that? It can't mean it doesn't seem to mean kala acharyad. What it seems at least um, Rav Moshe has a discussion of a microwave, and maybe I'll mention it a bit later. But what he he seems to explain that it's something that you wouldn't usually use in place of fire. You cook with fire. Would you replace that with this other method of cooking? That's that's unusual. I. It's an equal option. An equal option. You have fire or you have sun. No, no one ever. No one ever who has a fire available goes and cooks in the sun. So the sun is an unusual way of cooking. But here, if you have a fire available and you just want to make a you roast your egg, there's no reason to not just put it next to the urn. I mean, anyway, it's from fire. Even though it's not a clirishon, it's a fire, it's from a fire, so it would be considered the usual way. But you're right, I don't think it's kala yad in the classical sense of unusual. I should have clarified that. The omma al yeah, I'll mention that again soon. Omma. Ma'abray Ravina, af alamitaninah. Ma'abray Ravina says we can actually learn this out from another Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is coming up uh, in a in a while towards the end of the Mesecta, but it's but this Mishnah is discussing the concept of we know you're not allowed to cook on Shabbos. Can you cook something that's already been cooked? Uh, if you roast it, if you boil chicken, can you yeah, Or you roast a chicken, can you put it back to heat up on Shabbos? Bishel achar Bishel. So it says anything that was soaked in chamin on Shabbos, you can soak it in hot water on Shabbos, because you've already cooked it. If it was not cooked before Shabbos, you can rinse it in hot water. You can't soak it, you can rinse it again, because you can't, as Rashi says, you can't finish the cooking process, but you can do this uh, intermediate one. Rashi also explains we're speaking about very salty food. So what you or fish that they, what they mainly wanted to do was get the salt off and cook it a little bit. But uh, on Shabbos, if it wasn't cooked before Shabbos, you can rinse some of the salt off, but you can't soak it, which would be its cooking. Except for. This old salted fish and uh, Spanish uh, culi, some type of fish. (inaudible) Rinsing it is the way you cook it. Therefore, it would be osur. Now, is rinsing a classical way of cooking? No, cooking is putting something in a boiling pot of water, not pouring hot water over it. So by the fact that we see here, you're not allowed to pour hot water over this fish that is very easily cooked. It's Shmamina that it's osul. Um sorry, um so we see that any way that would be complete its cooking is considered cooking. Shmamina and that's conclusive. Um to so just to highlight yeah you know, again the main principle we bring out from here is that cooking in an um, anything that would be the way that you cook that item is considered cooking. Because you this is Pouring hot water over something generally does not have the definition of cooking. But here, since it's the way you complete the cooking of this sort of fish, that would be cooking, and therefore you would be chayev da and that's the point we wanted to bring out. Yep. As you roast that egg by putting it next to the urn, even though in the classical sense that would not be called bishel, it's still chayev da because eggs are very easy to roast, so that is a valid way of roasting an egg. Again, you see, it's not... It's not usual or unusual in the sense of Kala'akhariyat. It's usual or unusual is would that be how you prepare that food. And as soon as that that is how you prepare that food, then it is Osu. Um, now there's a tosos here that's um, packed with interesting information. But just one. I'll just bring out one interesting point from the end of, uh, not interesting information... Packed with important points when you want to pass it in these halakhas. But just to bring out one interesting thing from right at the bottom, um how Rabanu Tam has to learn, he says, Um so what's uh there? Okay, do uh, yeah, let's actually leave it. Let's go on. Um Veloyafki then the next point of the Mishnah was Veloyafi Eno Besutorim, you can't fry an egg on a cloth heated up in the sun. It says oh Vahodna Nois N Tapsil the Tolkhabor Bish Bishvil Shi Aishimurva Esmaima Yofin Beroim Bishvil Shiitsananu. Oh but um, we have another Mishnah which says you're allowed to put food into a pit to keep it, and you're allowed to put uh, good water and cold water to cool it down. And you're allowed to put cold food in the sun to heat it up. So that's a later Mishnah, which I mean, this last line is what we want to focus on. You're allowed to put cold food in the sun to heat it up. So why can't you put this egg on the cloth to warm it up? Does that mean it only fits in with Rebiyosi and not the Rabbonin? Because again here, with regards to frying this egg on this cloth that was heated in the sun, the Rabbonin said it was Osir and Rebiyosi said it's Mutai. So maybe the Mishnah later on is only like Rebiyosi, which remember we're not so keen, we always like to establish a Mishnah like the majority. So Omar Abnachman, no. Abnachman explains, your everyone agrees that roasting or cooking in the sun is permitted, but told or do in the something a derivative something heated up by the sun would be also to cook on keep when do the rabonarab yosi argue, but told us with something. Sorry, betolda sa'or. Betolda sa'or is a sub-derivative uh, of fire. Something heated up by a fire. Definitely Osir to cook on. Ki pligi betolda sa'chamur. They argue regarding tolda sa'chamur. Something heated up by the sun. The one opinion holds. They made a gzair on tolda sa'chamur. In case you come to something that was a tolda sa'or. um sova lo'i gazrinin and the other opinion says, We do not make this xaira. Um... So what, what are we saying? And very interestingly, strictly speaking, it has to be cooked with fire. To cook by the sun is not normal. So cooking in the sun is actually permitted. As Rashi points out, because this is not the normal way you cook it. And no one's going to get confused if they see you um, putting a Um, roasting an egg by leaving it in the sun or warming up water by leaving it in the sun, no one's going to get confused and say, oh, look, you can cook on Shabbos. But something that's heated up by the sun, now that's a little bit tricky, because something that's heated up by the sun, let's say you leave a frying pan in the sun, or you leave a frying pan on the stove, and then you take it and you put the egg in it, it's very confusing How do you tell whether it was heated up by the sun or heated up by the fire? So someone might get confused and say, oh, it was heated up. Um, I'm allowed to use something heated up as long as it's not on the flame. Just as I'm allowed to use something heated up by the sun. So it gets confusing. It would be similar. So this cloth that was heated up in the sun, that's what we're arguing on. Again, if you were actually cooking by through the sun, that would be permitted. Obviously, if you're cooking by something heated by fire, definitely awesome question is, this cloth that was heated up by the sun, Rabbonin say, because you might confuse it with something heated up by the fire. And Rabbi Rabbi Osi says, it's mutar because there's no such xaira. So something heated up by the sun, you could cook it. Um, Just an interesting ramification that this has is solar geysers. I mean, you have to check exactly, there's some that work in different ways. But the ones that pass through pipes that are on the roof, is that that's, many consider that heated up by the sun. And therefore, that would be water that's heated up in a permitted okay. way. Others say, no, it heats up the pipe, which heats up the water. Okay, then it's a, then it could be a told us. That's part of the discussion of a solar geyser. Um, but again, strictly speaking, anything that's heated up by the sun is mutar. Another interesting one, just to the point that we said, is that you can um, cook in the sun. Rashi says, as we said, the general principle, and as we mentioned on the Mishnah, is, it's not the usual way to cook. So I gave the definition of Ramoshe, that he says it doesn't mean shinui, a strange way of cooking. What he means is it's not a replacement for the way you would cook. And that we see that makes a lot of sense because putting an egg next to the urn is a, a Good replacement for the way you would normally roast the egg, or pouring hot water over this culisae spinus, this or this uh, Spanish fish, that that is the replacement for how you cook it. It's so easy to cook. You wouldn't necessarily dip it in hot water. You just pour hot water over it. So that's a replacement way of cooking. Unlike that. Now this where Moshe discusses this is he was asked about a microwave. Now this is when microwaves just came out, and he was told. Uh, He was told, interesting, you can. Handle, he was told that microwave, you can cook uh, food much quicker than you can in an oven. I mean, this is before they became popular. He was just told how they work and what you can do and how quick they cook. So he's like, oh well, in a few years, no one's going to have an oven. Everyone's going to only have a microwave if it's that good. And therefore, he said that would be the normal way. That would be a replacement for how you cook. And therefore, he said a microwave would be there, especially even though it's not through fire, it's not through sun, it's not through any way that we're familiar with. He says it's a replacement of how you would normally cook. Interesting enough, you can analyze nowadays, people don't really cook in a microwave. Turned out the flavor's not as good. It doesn't, uh, doesn't give the, let's say, I don't know what you're doing in the microwave, but it doesn't give chicken, it doesn't give it that nice crisp on the outside, and it's just not the same. So people actually don't use it as a replacement for cooking. So maybe a microwave would not be an isudoraisa from, I mean, obviously the electricity is their own discussion, but maybe from that aspect a microwave might not be Bishul because it's not a replacement for cooking. Unless you say something you warm up food with is also cooking, but that's a separate discussion. Okay, so that's one interesting thing. That's another interesting thing that's uh, discussed based on the Sugya. Okay. Tamya. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So strictly speaking, on the one hand, microwave is not a replacement for cooking something. But it is a replacement for fire in regards to heating up something. So I'm sure most people would still say a microwave is Osotoraiso, uh, even on a time switch. But as I said, it's uh, what to discuss in debate based on the Rishonim on the Sukhya. Um, we then mentioned that you're not allowed to put an egg, bury an egg in sand to cook it. So you've got sand that's been sitting in the sun. You're not allowed to bury the egg in that sand to roast it. Now, there were two cases in the mission. Oh, Hatmana, actual Hatmana. That's a discussion later on. But they do overlap, because here we're using the word Hatmana. You'll see that overlap, and us discuss what's the difference between Al-Sugya and overlap, but let's leave Hatmana in theory for the Sugya which discusses it in detail. Um, it's, uh, I think it's the next parrot, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's not so long. We'll do it next week. Um, the. Okay, so back to it. So the Mishnah gave two cases. The one case it gave was frying an egg on a cloth heated in the sun. And now it's discussing burying an egg to cook it by sand heated by the sun. In the first case, Rabbi Yossi argues and says it's permitted. And in the second case, he seems to agree. So the Qumara asks, Why doesn't Rabbi Yossi argue in this case? So Rabba says it's a because you might come to bury the egg in, uh, cover the egg in coals or hot ashes. Which would be, if you're, the, the person, th- according to Rabba, it's very similar, because there you encase the egg in hot ash, or, yeah, you know, coals, merely burnt out coals, which would be bishul proper ishudora and here you're burying it in sand. The person just thinks, what's the difference? It's something that's been hot, and I'm putting the egg in. If I'm allowed to do it by the sand, why am I not allowed to do it with the with the ash? And therefore, Rebbe, uh, you know, with the coal, and therefore... Uh, it's cooking the egg through hatmana, through uh, encasing it. So therefore, Rabbi Yosef agrees and says it's Osr because of, again, you might come to do it with cold. Rabbi Yosef, Omar Rabbi Yosef, gives a different reason behind Rabbi Yosef. He says, Omar, he says, Mibnei, she off of Mim Koma, you're moving ash, from, you're moving the sand from its place. Rashi says, you're transgressing digging on Shabbos because you're going to dig a hole to put the egg in. Tosr says, it's not digging, it's mukta the problem is mukta moving the sand out the way is an issue of sand is mukta unless it's designated for this, and therefore it would be asur. Um, now, my benay what's the difference? What's the difference whether the reason is because you might confuse it with cooking through putting, encasing it in hot coals like rubber said, or because you're transgressing mukta by moving it, moving the sand. So, the Gemaraan says, If it's very soft sand. If it's very soft sand, it's still a problem of covering the egg in sand, because people might confuse that with covering the egg in coals. Um, but if the concern is moving the sand, well, Toss has explained that it's very soft sand, that you basically just put the egg there and push the egg a little bit, and the sand slides away and the egg goes in itself. So, there's no problem on Mukta there. So... Or a konturashi, you're not digging a hole, you're just putting the egg there and it's falling in itself. So that's the difference. Now we just want to work out which is the primary reason. So again, okay, Rabbi Yosef agrees that when you have sand heated by the sun, you're not allowed to put the egg in it. And we have two reasons why Rabbi Yosef would hold that. The one is because it's similar to cooking by encasing it in ash, hot ash or, hot, or coals. And the second reason was no, because it's moving the sand. So they challenged us. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Omer Beitzer, Al Gabe Gagroteach, a Beitzer on a hot roof. You can roast the baits on a hot roof. But you're not allowed to roast an egg on hot lamb. The roof is heated by the sun. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel holds like Rabbi Yossi that you can heat, cook something by something heated by the sun. And Sidrotech was heated by the oven. So we know told us how or something heated by a fire is also to cook on. Now yeah. Now the problem is that there's some sand on the oven. So it makes sense why you can roast this egg on the roof. Because you can't. there's not enough sand to bury the egg. So there's no concern that you'll come to confuse it with burying it in coals. But according to the one, you're going to have to move some of the sand out of the way to put the egg on the roof. So you should have that there and it should be also. So the Gemara answer by no, there's generally not um, sand or significant amount of sand that you have to worry about on a roof. Okay, so let's try to prove it again. The last case of the Mishnah was that the case of the Tiberians who passed a pipe of cold water through a pool of hot water, through a hot spring, and then they fill up their bath. It heats up the cold water in the pipe and they fill up their bath with it. So, um, that's what uh, they said. And, It's not, Rashi points out, it's not told us or it's not something heated up by fire. It's a hot spring. So it's not considered, this cold water is not heated up by fire. It's heated up in another way. And also by the fact that the Mishnah introduces it as Ma said, there was a case. Generally, we would pass it based on it. So it seems like everyone should agree with this last case of the Mishnah that the sages came along and said, you're not allowed to heat up this water that was heated, this cold water that was heated up by passing through the hot water. Now, he says, Ah, This fits very well with the one who says, It's Xayra you might come to insulate, uh, to cook through, encasing it because it's very similar to Atmana. This water gets buried in the hot water, I mean, in the pot, but it's completely encased by the hot water. So that's very similar to encasing the sand, the egg in the sand, which is very similar. Well, it's not similar, but they're both similar to the case of covering the egg in hot, uh, in coals. So it should, so it makes sense why it, w- it would be also. But according to the one that, are, the concern is um, moving the sand, what is or are you doing here that the, that the rabbonon should come along and say the Antje Tveria cannot heat their water in this way? So, me, so, what, so the so ah <inaudible> oh, did you you thought that the story of the Anche Tavaria was going on this last case i burying the egg in the sand that 's similar to passing the water through the the cold water through the hot water that 's not what it was going on. it was going on It was going on the first case eno you shall not um, you're not allowed to fry an egg on a cloth heated by the sun. For Rebiosi Matter and Rebiosi permits it. And now we're going to explain other stories. So so on that case, the rabbis came along and said, if you have a cloth heated by the sun, you're not allowed to fry the egg on it. Rebiosi says it's permitted. And then we brought the case of the people of Anshe Tveria the Rabbis came along and said they're not allowed to heat the water through the other water. And I was going to say, And Rabbi says, It's fine. But earlier sages forbade the Anshe Tveria to heat up their water through. Again, this cloth that you're frying the egg on is heated by the sun. The water in the springs of Tveria is, well, I don't know if it's heated by the sun, but it's not heated by fire. So it should be permitted, so Rebiyosi, and still the rabbis came along and said, it's Osir, so Rebiyosi, how can you permit it? So, Amaluhu, Ahu told us our who took to Gehenim. He says, no, that's told us our because it, it is, why are the springs in Teveria hot? Because they pass over the gates of Gehenim and they're heated by fire. So it actually is told us Actually, I want to rephrase the suya, I don't know if I've said it so clearly. Basically, we came along and we said, uh, um, we brought, there's the one case, we've, we've got two cases in the Mishnah discussing something heated by the sun. The first case is the cloth heated by the sun that you want to fry the egg on, where the bonon say it's asur, and Rebiosi says it's Mutar. We see Rebiosi holds something, as long as it's heated up by something other than fire, you're allowed to cook with it on Shabbos. So this cloth was heated up by the sun, not by a fire. So you're allowed to cook with it on Shabbos. That's Rebiosi's opinion. Then we brought a second case that says if you sink an egg into sand, you're not allowed to sink an egg into sand because that's cooking it. And Ribiosi agrees with that. Now the difficulty with Rebiosi is this is sand heated by the sun. So he should say it's fine. So we gave two reasons behind why that should be awesome. One was that no, because it's very similar to cooking through covering the egg in ash. And therefore, it's also, and the other version is no, uh, um it's you have to move the sand, which is mutza, and therefore it's also to do that. Now we're trying to prove which of those reasons is the primary reason behind Rabbi So the first thing we brought to try and prove it is from assuming that you're not allowed to put the egg in hot sand, and then the Mishnah brings the case of maset. Tavaria where they would pass the water, the hot, the cold water through hot water to heat it up on Shabbos and the Rabbonin said, you're not allowed to do that. The earliest ages said, you're not allowed to do that. Now, if you learn that the problem is completely encasing something, then it makes sense why well, the rabbis said you're not allowed to, the unshaked Tiveria are not allowed to heat their water because the pipe is completely encased in the hot water. So it makes sense. But if you learn, like Rabbi Yosef, that the problem with the sand is mukzah, there's no mukzah here. They set up their path. They set up the plumbing before Shabbos and they just let it run on Shabbos. Nothing's and They're not doing anything. So why is it problematic? So we said, no, nah, it's not going on that case. This story of Anshay Taveria, the master of Anshay Tveri, is actually going on the first case. The first case was... Can you fry an egg on a cloth heated in the sun? There the Rab- Rabbon in the earlier age said you're not allowed to. And Rabbi Yossi says you are allowed to. So the Rab- the people who argue on Rabbi Yossi said, But Rabbi Yossi, what's that? Why is that any different too? What happened in Tveria? Here in Tveria you had water that was heated through something else. In Tveria you had water heated through something else. And the Chazal said it's Asur. Well, will so too on this cloth heated by the sun. Chazal should say, it's also, why do you, Rabbi Yossi, allow it? And the Gemara answers for Rabbi Yossi that no, Rabbi Yossi would hold that. This is actually um, considered, told us, or something heated up by fire, because the reasons this water into various hot is because it passes over the gate of Gehenim. Okay. Very strange answer. But that's how the Gemara wants to fit this Rav Yosef with the Mishnah. Okay, then the Gemara says, Omar says, from the case of Anshaitvari and by the fact that Chazal said it's also for them to do that, we see very clearly that you're not allowed to do Hatmana with something that increases heat even if it's set up before Shabbos. Basil, this is the Hadmona that you were speaking about. When are you allowed to cover something on Erev Shabbos so it stays hot? Now, if it's something that increases heat, you're not allowed to do that, and you're not even allowed to do it on Erev Shabbos for on Shabbos. Where do we see that? We see that very clearly from the story of Anshay Varia. They set up this whole system. They covered this cold water, again, the pipe of cold water running through in hot water that heats it up on Shabbos but they did that all Erev Shabbos and still Chazal came along and said they're not allowed to do that they're not allowed to get benefit from that water It says if they heated up that water on. Shabbos. it's as if they cooked that water on Shabbos so we see very clearly you're not allowed to do Hatmana even from the day before um, again Tos was asked here says, what's going on here we discuss Hatmana very clearly in the next parrach so why, why are we bringing it from here there, there it's brought very clearly why you can't do it Okay, not going into that Tosus now, but Tosus debate there. But then Omar Ullah Aloha Kanshait k'an Ullah comes along and says, the Alocha is like an I Actually, what the an did was 100% okay. Why? Um, he seems to be paskining like Rebbe Yossi that something heated up by the sun is fine. And so too something heated up by another factor. We don't know why the Chamei Tveri are hot. Let's assume it's not the gates of Gehenna, but for another reason. So it's not told us ha- or, it's not something heated up by fire. So it should be fine like Rebiosi. And what is Omale Rav Nachman? Rav Nachman says, Tavrinu Anshe Now the men of Taveri already broke their pipes. He's not saying that, literally he's saying that. They, they agreed with Chazal. I, it is actually also in that is the Psak. Um, so in short, yeah, what Anshay Tveria did was not allowed, you would not be allowed to get benefit from these waters that were heated up on Shabbos. Okay, then, now we're going on to the last point of the Mishnah Maaseh, also Anshay Tveria. It's now going to discuss the case of Anshay Tveria. This is the sugya of bathing or showering on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Okay, um, this would be, oh, I guess, part of the sugya, the some of it's discussed in Beza, but this would be one of the sources. So the Gomorrah says, My Rechitsa, the Anshei Tveria, set up this pipe system that the, the water, it was automatic, it was all done on of Shabbos and it was automatic and it heated up the water into their, let's say, bath on Shabbos. Now, and it says, if they did this for Shabbos, Chazal came along and said, it's like water that they heated up on Shabbos, they would not be allowed to bath or drink that water on Shabbos, if it's Yom they would be allowed to drink that water, like any food. You're allowed to boil water for Yom but they would not be allowed to bath in it. So, the ask my regitsa, What sort of rechitzah are we referring to? Is Eli my rechitzah's kolku for? Let's say washing your whole body, ayah bath. That implies that the only issue here is because the water was heated up on Shabbos, but if it was heated on, up before Shabbos, you would be allowed to bath. We learned in a brizer, hot water that was heated up on Erev Shabbos, the following day, you're allowed to wash your face, hands, and feet, but not your whole body. Aye? You, you're not allowed to wash your whole body on Shabbos from another Zayrah. And therefore, when the rabbis here came along and said, this water that was heated up on Shabbos, theoretically, you're not allowed to wash in your body. We already know you're not allowed to wash your whole body. You're not allowed to have a bath on Shabbos. So, so it must be referring to washing. When they said that the unshaped veria, you're not allowed to wash with this water that you heated up through this pipe system of yours on Shabbos, it must be referring to washing their face, hands, and feet. This aim is Safer, but then that doesn't fit in with the second part of the Mishnah. The second part of the Mishnah said, Be Tov, if you did this system on Yom Tov, Kachamim Be Tov, it's like hot water that was boiled on Yom Tov, Asurin You're not allowed to wash in it, but you're allowed to drink it. Now lame tnan stamaka bey shamai. This seems to be coming out like Beishamai. The t- the tan we learnt in a Mishnah. Baishamai Oymrim Baishamai say Lo Yachem Odom Chamim Liraglov a person Leraglov a person shouldn't heat hot water for his feet. Elohim Kain Ruim unless he's doing it to drink. Uh Basil Materian permitted. This is a famous machas by Shama and Ela. We know on Shabbos and Yom we know on Yom generally all the Malochas that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do on Yom except for a few exceptions which we call oichel Nefesh, except for what's for food. So you're not allowed to cook on Shabbos but you're allowed to cook on Yom Tov. So let's just discuss boiling water because that's the per- pertinent one to us. So you're allowed to boil Yom Tov. You're, la- you're allowed to boil water to cook with or to make tea or coffee or to drink on Yom Tov. That everyone agrees with. The, qu- the Machlokas by and Musila is, oh, you're allowed to boil water to cook with. Are you allowed- What about boiling water to wash your hands with? That's not for food, but you're allowed, we've already said you're allowed to boil water. So by I say, no, you're only allowed to boil water for, for drinking. And therefore, again, if you did boil water for drinking, you could use some of that water for your feet, but you're only allowed to boil water for drinking. Basically, they'll say no. Once you're allowed to boil water for, um, for drinking, you're allowed to boil the water for other reasons as well. Now, we've just said our mission, we wanted to learn our mission as when it says they're not allowed to wash themselves. On Yom Tov with this piping system, that says they're not allowed to wash their hands, face and feet. But that's the same problem as... uh but that is allowed on Yom Tov, according to Beis Hillel, unless you hold like Beis Shammai. And we would much rather not say a Mishnah, we would much rather say a Mishnah doesn't fit with Beis Shammai. Again, according to Beis Hillel, you would be allowed to heat water on, Shabbos, on Yom Tov to wash your hands, face and feet. Whereas how we establish our Mishnah at the moment, you would not be allowed to. So, so the Gemara says, No, Omar Ibi I know the discussion here is, are you allowed to shower with the hot water? I, bathing is one thing. That you would not be allowed to do. Washing your hands, face and feet, you definitely would be allowed to do on your table. But what about a shower? Vahai Tanahu who Tanya, and it fits in with the following Tanya. We're going to bring a three-way machlokes, but Al Mishnah would fit in with Rabbi Shimon. The Tanya as we learned in the bris. Lo yishlatif Adam kol kufa beShabbos baim You're not allowed to wash your whole body. What um, your bath? You're not allowed to have a bath on Shabbos. Whether in hot water or whether in cold water, that's Rebbe Meir's opinion. Sorry, you start, sorry not you start, lo you start you're not allowed to shower your whole body in hot water, whether it's, sorry, whether it's hot or cold. That's Rebbe Meir's opinion. I, he holds showering your whole body is the same as having a bath, which we've already established is also. Rebbe Shimon Mati, Rebbe Shimon says it's fine. Showering is not the same as bathing and you would be allowed to do it on Shabbos Sh-ki. or Yom Seems hot or cold water and Rabbi Huda mutar. says on in hot water it would be Asur, in cold water it would be mutar. As one might um, the reason why he's concerned about hot water is someone will think you heated up that water on Shabbos, which is problematic. So our Mishnah, which says you're not allowed to... Now let's just tie this in with our Mishnah. It says the unshaked barrier were told you're not allowed... If you heat up, if you use that pipe system on Shabbos or Yom Tov, you're not allowed to wash in it. You're not allowed to bath in it. What do we mean? We didn't mean bath, because that's obviously also. And we didn't mean wash your hands, face and feet, because that's definitely Buttar on Yom Tov. What we meant was showering. And that, according, and our mission is Rabbi Shimon, who gener, who holds that uh, showering is mutar with um, sorry, um which was heated up on erev Shabbos. That would be or, or sorry erev Yom That or, or he would hold Shabbos and Yom Tov if it was, That would be fun. Showering is fine, and this, that, you know, what you're not allowed to do specifically on Yom Tov. Carrying on a bit, Omar Abchizda Machloikes, but Kli Avabachar Kativra Kol Mutar. Yosef says, this is specific, uh, Abchizda explains, this Machlokes is all specifically when it's from a Kli. Uh, You had hot water in something and you poured it over you. That's where this Machlokes says, is is it Mutar or Osir on on Shabbos and whether it's hot or cold water. But if it's from the ground, everyone would say it's mutar. Oh, but the case of Anshay Tveria was water that they put into the ground. Obviously, their bars or what they were filling up to bath in was in the ground. So it should be mutar according to everyone. Then Chazal said it's Osur. No, if Rav Chista did say something, he must have said the following. He must have said the it's specifically in the ground that they debate from a Kli everyone would hold its osur. You are not allowed to shower from a Kli from a Kli. is like What's Halacha? That you're allowed to shower in cold water but not in hot water. And that would be the general Halacha that again um, you can't Obviously, you can't bath, but you also can't shower. You can't bath at all in hot or cold water. There's definitely hot water, but you can't shower in hot water, but you could shower in cold water. The can bring out, we have a minag to not um, shower in cold water either. But Lakharov of Moshe comes along and says that's a minak, it's a later minak, and therefore if you're uncomfortable, it's one of those boiling hot days and you had to walk far, you're uncomfortable or something, he says then you could uh, shower in cold water. Again, it's showering cold water of, like the halacha is, according to Rabbi Yudha. Cold water is fine, hot water would be osir. Um Just a little bit further. Om Rabbi Yosef, befeiru shamelechah. Did you hear this in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that the is like Rabbi Yudah explicitly? Did Rabbi Yochanan say the haloch is like Rabbi Yochanan? Or did you work it out Michlala, I from another point he said? And we'll see what difference it makes. Remember, if you're working it out from another point he said, then there could be a weakness because maybe there's a difference between this case and the. General principle you're trying to work it out from. It says my klala, klala. What general principle would it be? Tomarabtan kun amaribioch naramabtan kun semi in the name of ribioch nana in the name of ribiana. Amaribbi in the name of ribbi. Kol makom shato moitzish naayim chalukim veefod machria halocha k'tivra machria. In all places where you find two people arguing, and one person is in, is a shite in between those, the halacha is like the machria. Hey, what's it? Let's just fit that in with our case. You have Rabbi Shimon saying this: this of can you shower on Shabbos and Yom Tov in hot or cold on Shabbos in hot or cold water? We have Rabbi Meir says both are Osir. We have Rabbi Shimon who says both are mutar, and we have in between Rabbi Yehudu who says hot water is Osir, and cold water is mutar. Rashi brings the logic for that is you always you end up with two verse one. Can you shower in hot water? Will you have? Rebbe Yehuda and Rebbe Meir who say you can't, and only Rebbe Shimon who says you can. Can you shower in cold water? Will you have Rebbe Yehuda and Rebbe Shimon who say you can, and Rebbe Meir who says you can't? So, therefore, the halocha would be like the machriya, the one who's in between the two opinions. So, he says, he says, so that we always follow the machriya, chutz matlanis, except for the leniencies by a matlanis, a cloth. This we actually touched on early in the mesechta. At what stage does a piece of cloth lose its status as a piece of cloth and become uh, not subject to the laws of Tuma anymore remember we touched on that with making wicks when you take a cloth that's subject to Tuma and then you make it into a wick a wick is not subject to Tuma at what stage so there there were three opinions but even though Rebilezer was strict and Rebishu was lenient and Rebikiva was in the middle is not like the Machria. Firstly, Rabbi Akiva is a student, and we generally say that when a student argues with his Rebbe, you follow the Rebbe. And secondly, we see that even Rabbi Akiva himself retracted to follow Rabbi Yeshua. I had a lenient opinion. So, therefore, so in all cases, the halacha would be like the middle opinion. When you have two extremes and a person in the middle, you follow the middle opinion, but not in that case. But he says... So maybe that's where you said... So again... Um, he, r- r- my... Rabbi Barkhane... said Dalogha is like Rabbi Yochanan. So he said... Maybe he didn't hear Rabbi Yochanan... Sa- sorry, said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, is like Rabbi Yuda. Maybe he didn't hear it from Rabbi Yeuchanan explicitly. Maybe he heard it from this teaching. It says So what difference does it make that he worked it out from this principle that you go like the middle opinion? It says No, because that's all where the three opinions are mentioned in the Mishnah, but here the one opinion is mentioned in the Brisa. So maybe we don't follow it when it's in the Brisa. So he says, I actually heard it explicitly. I know Rabbi said that is like Rabbi Yehuda. So it's not based on a by the way, principle that I worked it out from reviewers when I said that is like reviewer Just an interesting point to work out. What about us showering on Yom Tov? So it comes out strictly speaking from here, and this tosses goes into why can't you heat up water on Yom Tov to shower in? As we said, we paskalite basil that if you're heating up water for once the Torah allows you to heat up water for cooking, it allows you to heat up water for other purposes. So you could, according to Beis Hillel, and this is clear from Al-Sugia as well, you could heat up water to wash your face, hands and feet. So why can't you heat up water to wash your whole body? So Tosfes interestingly come along and say it's, well, it's what's called, is it Shaviel Echol Nefesh? This, that base Hillel say you can do, other things besides just for food, it has to be something that most people would want, would require. I mean, you can go a little bit debate, what's a, but if it's a luxury that only some people take advantage of, well, then you would not be allowed to do that on Yom So Okay, a little bit hard to define what's considered a necessity and what's considered a luxury, but that would be one of the reasons to go lenient nowadays and allow showering on Yom I'm not paskening. You have to ask uh, maybe Rav Klixberg or the rub of the community. Ding. One second, one second. One. Yeah, so one second. Yeah, so in is or what about nowadays where everyone, I don't want to say everyone, a lot of our community would shower every single day. It's not a luxury to have a shower. Maybe you should be allowed to heat up water to shower. Maybe the halacha would change. Big discussion in the poskim. Uh, there are very, very good grounds to allow it. I know a lot of big rabbis, big and great rabbis, uh, who are allowed showering on Yom Tif. But like I said, there are others who say that. Still, no, you're not allowed to shower your whole body at once on Yom Tov. They would agree you could wash bit by bit, part of your body at a time, just not your whole body at once. Um, okay, but that's an interesting discussion. That also comes out from Al-Sugia and the Sugi in, in Beitza. Beitza is the literally means eggs, but it's the halachas of uh, yomtov. So between but that's uh, it is discussed in Halocha. Um, this concept of Sharon Yom I thought was very nice nice to have the sugya around before going into a two day Yom It would be a little bit more relevant last Yom tev, but uh, very nice for here. Um yeah, have a good Yom tev.